and welcome to Book Talk with me, your host, M. Lair from Keystroke Blog. Today is a very special episode of Book Talk because I have my very first podcast guest, Jay Manuel. So in case you didn't catch this from one of my previous episodes, Jay is the author of From Filth and Mud, which is an amazing book that I am almost done with. I cannot wait to find out what happens. And he was nice enough to come on the podcast and talk to me about his writing experience, how he got into writing, and a lot of other cool stuff about him. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And stay tuned because you will have a chance to win a signed copy of From Filth and Mud from Jay himself. Um, so it's, it's really exciting. And without further ado, here is the episode. Hi, Jay. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing well, Em. Thanks for uh, having me on. on yeah, no this, problem. Uh, awesome day. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you. I'm glad you could join me. Uh, so, first question, jumping right in there. Uh, how long have you yeah. been writing? Is this something you've always loved or something you've recently discovered? Well, you know, I have honestly been writing since as far back as I can remember. <laughs> I don't know what age that was, but, you know, I always love spelling and writing was always, you know, in my wheelhouse. I remember the first book I wrote, I think was called, like, The Guardians, and it was like... Oh, a man. Little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, I was probably like eight or nine. Nice, and nice. Like I had an old typewriter that my dad had like salvaged from like the dumpster or something. <laughs> and I was like sitting there typing away. It was like an old, oh, man. it was pretty much like Batman and Robin knockoff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the Guardians are cool and they're superheroes. And I they just, I love, <laughs> I love the typewriter part. I have always wanted a typewriter, and I've asked for one again and again and again, and I've never gotten one. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I I really like them. Um, the, the one problem is that, especially with the old ones, like the, the little, like, hammers stick together. Oh, they boy. jam together, and you're like, um, this sucks. <laughs> I, the only part I'm scared about is making a mistake, because I am so oh, yeah. bad at spelling. Like, it's, it's awful. That first typewriter I had didn't have, like, one of those autocorrect buttons, like, with the little delete tape. And then the second typewriter I had was, like, a little more advanced word processor <laughs> from, like, 92 or 93. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, you had to put a delete ribbon, but it would always, like, miss where the key had hit. So, like, just off where the letter was, there'd be, like, this, like, white, um, you know, mark on it. <laughs> and you're like, well, that just looks weird. That's not even a correction. Right, right. So you said you like spelling. Does that mean you're a good speller? Mm, I used to be up until the advent of Microsoft Word and Spellcheck <laughs> and every modern autocorrect thing that we've had. So what's what's the one word you always misspell? The one I always misspell? Oh, oh man. <laughs> no, not Wednesday, because Wednesday I always force myself to say Wednesday. Uh-huh, that's what I do. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I do. And together, I always say, to get her. Yeah. That's That was the one thing, like, uh, and there was a song for Because. I learned them both in, like, preschool, and those have just stuck with me. They've been, like... The... Believe it or not, tomorrow. That's the one I, I'm, like, T-O-M-N-T-O-M. I have trouble with beginning. 
Beginning? Beginning. Yeah. And when. I always spell when with an E on the end. I don't know why. It, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> no. no, but when I write it out. Like, on the computer, I have no problem. But when I'm, like, writing, I always yeah. go, when-y. And it's, it's special. Just yeah, tomorrow, wonderful. tomorrow for me, I always have to sit there and be like, T-O-M, or is it two M's? <laughs> and then I have to, like, visualize it in my head. <laughs> like okay i've seen it on a paper before what did it look like uh-huh i oh an original i had the hardest time spelling original and i kept looking up and now i remember how to spell it but yeah. it was it was like my problem word for years and yeah it's, it's just oh it's terrible i but mean yeah so my as spelling a kid, i was always a good speller and i kind of like took it from there and it's funny because i see that in in my oldest son noah he's like just like me that way he's always like dad how do you spell this i'm like okay and he's sitting there it's funny because he he tries to write uh the book from right. he like opens it up and he starts like copying the letters oh, he's that's like dad i writing your book <laughs> that is really cute yeah all right so it's no secret that you were in the military um so what was it like transitioning into uh, your training to be a lawyer and into writing uh, was that like a big change or did it segue nicely or i mean it was, it was different. I mean, it's been like, I mean, sometimes like when people ask me, they're like, oh, you were in the Marine Corps. And like when they meet me, I don't think I'm like the typical person that anyone expects being in the Marines. I don't think right. like. No, like if I, if I met you on the street, I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg you for a Marine. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And they're always like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then I can see that they're looking at me weird. So I'm like. Oh, it was a long time ago. It's a long time <laughs> right, ago. Right. I'm older than I look. I'm 35 now. I was totally <laughs> different when I was like 20. Yeah, but it, um, I actually uh, enlisted when I was 17. Oh, wow. Um, my mom like had to sign my name, and she like did it like begrudgingly. And I was like, Mom, just sign it. <laughs> okay, I want to be a man, but I need my mom to sign this. So then I left for boot camp like right after my 18th birthday. I missed... I, like this pretty much the second half of high school because I was like I'm 18 and I know what to do with my life right and like three days at Paris Island I was like oh my god what have I done <laughs> I've made the biggest mistake of my life <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's pretty much how my Marine Corps experience went like every time I was like uh, when am I going to get out again? My contract is out in like, you know, two years, 275 days. Like literally like, this is the biggest mistake in my life. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Right. And then my unit got activated and called, um, got deployed and sent to Iraq back in 2003. And the crazy thing is for since 9-11 happened, my unit had been preparing for Afghanistan, like cold weather training so that's all we were doing and then all of a sudden january of 2003 rolls around and they're like yeah you're going to iraq and we're like but oh man we have nothing but cold weather training and experience <laughs> and that's what we're doing right and like nope that's where you're going so like you know serving there was definitely like eye-opening and just being like oh my god what is this place? What are we doing here? What is going on? Right. And I always was that kind of person anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it just all adds up. This <laughs> is a huge mistake. <laughs> like, so I was never really like gung-ho, like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
that's actually where the foundation for this story came from because right, right. Uh, part of the book um, in Jake, Jacob's journey, Jacob, who's the protagonist of the book, right. he's going upriver in the Euphrates River, and that's where I was. Oh. And the story actually comes from these uh, discussions that I would have with this um, this other Marine I was really close with. Um, and we would just talk. He was like, he, I think he had like done one year of college and was like a literature major. And so we would talk poetry and like stare up at the skies through our NVGs, looking at the stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. We were definitely not like the typical <laughs> type Marine, but... Um, so yeah, it's, it's a character in From Filth and Mud based off of him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know which one, right? <laughs> I think I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. without giving too much away. Yeah, too much away. You have to read the book to figure this out, people. Yeah. <laughs> read the book. Without giving too much away, definitely. Uh. And so that, that's, and then, you know, without getting too specific right now into the book, but like transitioning from there, I went to um, to school and then... After that, decided like, okay, I'm a veteran. What am I going to do with my veterans benefits? Mm-hmm. And I liked writing. And I, when I graduated, I graduated with an English major and mm-hmm. a minor in political science. And I was like, well, I'm going to be unemployed. So what do people with English majors do? Oh, they go to law school. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just use natural, my natural. Just like yeah, just <laughs> natural. Either you're going to go to the unemployment line. Or law school. Progression so like, of life right there. <laughs> right. So I was like, uh, law school. Oh, yeah. So then that was the transition. And then I realized, you know, after I graduated, like, I really wanted to get back to writing. Because that's right. kind of what I've always wanted to do and have always done for myself. Mm-hmm. But was always too like, uh, I don't want to put stuff together out there, you know, put right, stuff together and right. put it out there. And then people are judging it. Mm-hmm. You know, but now I'm like, you know what? I, I want to tell stories. Yeah. I like telling stories. Yeah. No, telling yeah. stories is one of my favorite things to do, too. And I can't imagine living without it. Yeah. It's one of those weird things when people ask, like, oh, yeah, where does that come from? I'm like. It's just something you're born with. Oh. Right. I'm like, there's, like, voices in my head and they won't stop. <laughs> no, I've told people that before and they just go, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> see someone and I'm just like I talked to the paper (laughs) yeah exactly I put it down and then like they have their own life and their own world is happening and I'm like I'm just listening to their story I I mean I've I've gone to people before and said I feel like there's just a group of people sitting in my brain talking do you ever get that and she looks at me like are you okay (laughs) (laughs) do you need help it's funny because I've, I've had those bold moments before where I'm like, oh, this person seems cool enough. Let me open up. Hey, yeah. man, do you hear voices? <laughs> and do they have lives and stories and names? Yeah. And they're like, uh, no. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I uh, get all my inspiration just from driving. I mean, I will be sitting in the car driving and just all these ideas just come up. Like, I don't know if you have a place that just brings your ideas to the surface or... No, dude, honestly, it's anywhere. Like you said, driving, and right mm-hmm. now, I just remembered, like, a couple 
nights ago, I was at the stop site, um, the stoplight. It was just after my jujitsu class, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh shoot, this really cool thing, like this really cool scene. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it's gonna work into, but I'm like, this really cool scene. Mm-hmm. And my problem is because they come like that. I'm like always like, don't forget it, don't forget it, yeah. don't forget it, and then you forget. Yeah, of course. No, what I do, which is kind of embarrassing, is when I'm in the bathroom, there's the mirror. So I'll talk to myself in the mirror and just act out these scenes. And, like, um, I'm just, I'm talking to myself. And I've had, like, um, like my brothers come to the bathroom and they go, are you in there with someone? (laughs) like, don't bother me, I'm a character. (laughs) It's great. It is so great. And people think it's weird, but I love it, so... Cool. You know, just be yourself, right? I try. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to your book. Yeah. From Filth and Mud. I'm halfway through it, and it is amazing so far. It is Man, really so cool. just... I I'm mean, glad you like it, because I was nervous. I'm like, please just don't say it's, like, perfect fodder for a hot fire. <laughs> Oh, well, they say they say you're your own worst critic, so right. Oh, yeah, but um, I I just love the the way the story's told is you get all these stories of different people and they all mesh together so perfectly and it's just this one timeline that you can follow, and you know it it doesn't give too much away. So I'm like, what's gonna happen next? And everything is such a surprise, and I love books like that. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool, because honestly. <laughs> Like, when I wrote it, the first, like, you know, everybody thinks, like, oh, my manuscript's amazing. I'm never going to have to touch it, blah, whatever. (laughs) And then the best thing is to put it down because when you come back to it, you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I am going to, like, I have literally wasted the last five, six months of my life doing nothing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because I'm going to have to start over. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, like, for me, I, I really wrote it when, like, as as the scenes would come to me, like, especially with specific characters, i just go off down that rabbit right. hole with the character. And then when it was time to edit and put everything back, I'm like, oh, Lord, how am I going to make this all work in a timeline? Because I'm literally going, like, years in this person's life and then, like, a couple days in this one and mm-hmm. then how am I going to mesh that in there? So but what I'm I glad. noticed is you have characters from all over the world. It's not just from one place. So, And just the way you got all of the different cultures just, you know, like you have the people from Russia who are so Russian. And, you know, I can imagine them talking in their accents, and I'm not even going to try a Russian accent because I can't. But it's so perfect. It's it's really just, just, I... A lot, of, a lot of exposure to the world and a lot of research goes into that. Like, huh, let, let me put on some Vice News and check out the rest of the world, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of your characters have aspects of your life. Like, your protagonist, Jacob, is ex-military and he has two sons, uh, like you do, and his wife is a lawyer and you're through law school or going through law school? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I graduated, I'm, I'm practicing now, although, I like, as of last year when I decided to sit down and just finish this book, I, like, stepped away from law, and I'm like, 
okay, I will do it part time, you know, gotta pay the bills. <laughs> right. But I'm not I'm not doing it, you know, hopefully I I, I, I would call myself a transitioning lawyer. <laughs> like going from law to writing, but I don't want people to be like, wait, are you tr- in transition? <laughs> right. Like, it's transitioning lawyer. Right, trans- right. Right. Uh, so, how much are the characters actually based off of you in your life? Because I do I, see a lot of similarities there. Yeah, I would say a lot, actually. Um, you know, the, the protagonist, Jacob, he's, you know, because he's the main character, I would say he has a lot of me in him mm-hmm. from you know, from the dark brooding points where the book starts off to, you know, being in the, the Marines and, and having going, been going through that. Um, but obviously it's an exaggeration of, um, of my experiences and it's also an amalgamation of experiences of guys that I served with right, who were right. in my unit. So it's not all me, but it's, it's me in terms of my understanding of all those experiences. Right. Yeah. Which is, and I mean, then, you do um, what any good writer does. You take your experiences and you turn them into a story, which is, mm-hmm. it, it's always, it makes the best kind of book. It really does. Yeah, I think so too. I think it gives it, I, I, I think for the reader, it gives it a little bit like, oh, okay, when they find out, because, you know, a story could be written by anybody. Mm-hmm. But then when you find out, oh, the author kind of understands this a little bit mm-hmm. and like actually lived through some of that and has like, has some relationship with that kind of story, right. then I don't know if it gives it like more, not credibility, but a, a different flavor. Where you're but like, even oh, more than that, I mean, when you read the book, you can you can tell like, oh, well, this is something that the author obviously has experience with because nobody else could write it like that, especially uh, the scenes where he's shooting the gun and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the other uh, military procedures when they're escorting... Um, people not getting right. too much into detail here um right. but you you could tell you've had um experience with that sort of thing before um, right it really shows in the writing so that's, that's cool um it was actually one of the things that in my rounds of edits and i did like at least four heavy rounds of editing where i actually had to tone it back some because like i would bounce it off of uh people and they would be like whoa like, too intense <laughs> yeah like you're you know i've known you for like 20 years so like mm-hmm. i get all the military jargon you're using but you got to tone it down because even i'm lost or like a new reader is going to just be like oh, what's this mm-hmm. so it was like a battle for me to find that right like right. the right balance between okay give them enough flavor of the military experience and then but not like overwhelm them in like yeah all these things that don't mean anything well i have a friend in the navy and every time i talk to him he uses all this slang i guess <laughs> yeah, and all the jargon all i just the slang. go i go slow down you're right. talking to a civilian here right, <laughs> you understand right. that it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard it's totally lost on me but good. uh yeah I, there, there's definitely a good balance in there that's good yeah. and i'm glad and you know some of the other minor characters and stuff even though it's like oh are you really like you know with you know on on the russian side of things and on you know the corporate side of things like with the antagonist um it's like even there you know those are like you know my darker thoughts or Mm -hmm. like you know if i have a feminine side what would it be (laughs) Right, right or i think those things so like maybe i can put it in a feminine character and like Mm -hmm. you know or a female character and you know 
make it leave work. that in there right. exactly that's that's the one thing like when I'm writing male characters all my all my protagonists are female because that's what I relate with uh, so writing male characters is hard for me um, so I don't know if uh, you know writing female characters is harder for you but um, I mean I know writers who say you know what I try to make all of my characters of importance one gender because when I get into character writing I can only focus on the one gender at a time yeah there was one character who I had to eliminate from from the book after my manuscript was done. Oh wow! Like I had to eliminate her, and she was one of the, like the foundational characters <laughs> in the story, or so I thought. And I was sitting there, like you know, with a finger above like the delete button, and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to do this, and I don't want to mm-hmm. because I related to her so much. Right. And so I was like, ah. And so when I finally took her out and took out her storyline from the book it made the rest of the book like the story was tighter Mm -hmm. but I put her down for like a month and then decided oh I gotta go back to her because there's a story there and so she's actually you know one of the main protagonists in well the co-protagonist in Paper Tigers the second book right so about Paper Tigers the book you're working on great segue there (laughs) um so it is based in the same world as from Filth and Mud Right. Uh, so what can you tell me about the storyline? I know you have this female protagonist now uh, who's a co-protagonist. That's going to be really interesting to follow yeah, these I two. I don't know how I'm going to work it out. I, I like her a lot, um, and I was, like, so sad I had to get rid of her <laughs> from, from Filth and Mud, and then I was like, I can't get rid of her because she's so cool. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know if this is how women think, but it's my best iteration mm-hmm. of what... Uh, a woman as an attorney, like a high power attorney involved in like some crazy sci-fi thriller would act like and behave like without being too like, oh, well, you just kind of put a woman's body, but it's like a hyper masculine. Right. But I, I hate that, that too, because, you know, I kind of think like a lot of female characters are like sold short. They and are. Like, women that's are so sold sad. short because they're always like, oh, that's a masculine trait. You would never have a woman do that. That's written from a male's perspective. Right. It's like, yeah, but I've also met some pretty tough, badass women exactly. in this world. Especially and in this would, day and age, to, like, right. water down women so much is... Right. It's, it's, they're like, oh, that's hyper-masculine. It's like, I don't know. I've yeah. met a lot of really tough women yeah. in the world. Like, and they're more than capable of handling themselves and being super aggressive whether it's in a courtroom or like in a military environment or something like that right yeah and i think i think that's what more people need to realize that women aren't just cookie cutter people right and i mean i think it it's not as prevalent now as it was years ago but i mean there's still that fight going on um so i I think it's it's great to have like just a badass come in and like, right, you have right. uh, Jack in From Filth and Mud. I love her so much. <laughs> so much. She's, like, my favorite right now. She's great. I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to ruin anything. I'm not going to give things away. Okay. But, yeah, I think, I, like, a lot of my, like, characters are going to have that essence of, mm-hmm. like, you know, this world is a tough world. It's yeah. not, like the fairy tale world like people have got to like be tough to survive yeah and i think that's fair across the board for whatever character it is no it is because uh, i mean they're everyone's their own person you know so right. everyone there are girls that are 
I guess, girly. I mean, I don't know if there's a nicer word for it, but, and there are girls that are tough, and, you know. But see, the, the thing is, I almost like, I, I don't like that dichotomy, because we all survive in our own way. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, it's basically like, are you here and breathing? Mm-hmm. Cool, because that means you survived. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, so whether you're like smiling and girly and happy, or you're just like frowning in the corner and ready mm-hmm. to like kill somebody, like you're both here and you're both breathing, so you're right. both tough. Yeah. That so we need more of that. We mm-hmm. need more of that out in the world. Yeah. So like, Paper Tigers is like where from Filth and Mud is like more straight up like science fiction thriller. Mm-hmm with, like, that military, like, protagonist with that, like, action hard edge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's going to be more of, like, with a legal, like, spin to it because both uh, the pro- co-protagonists are going to be, um, they're both lawyers, and they're mm-hmm. coming at this one case, one issue from two different angles. They meet up, all hell breaks loose, but still in the same universe, so there will still be a lot of, like, science fiction mm-hmm. thrills going that'll be great I, I've been really into like I mean not lawyer books but lawyer TV shows uh, yeah. like I don't know if you know Suits oh yeah oh like my suits. god I love I like it suits. I love it that's a good that's a good show that's <laughs> so good show. I'm, I'm totally into lawyers you know yeah <laughs> I, uh, I like Suits it's, it's, it's like a cool spin on like yeah, do you actually need a law license to practice? Well, I, I think Mike's a special exam, like special piece right there. I mean, with the whole photographic memory thing going right, on. Right, right, that always helps. It does, and he's also really smart and perfect, but, you know. <laughs> Not all lawyers are like that. For Not all lawyers. <laughs> Not at all. No, I've, I've, met, I've met some pretty scary lawyers before. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many, like, people go to law school and they're terrified of public speaking. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. in the class going, but... Don't but, you need that? <laughs> don't you need that? Like, I thought that was the whole point. Like, mm-hmm. I, like the majority of lawyers that I've met in my short career has been, like, I would say, like, 95% of lawyers dread going into a courtroom. Oh, really? They would rather just sit somewhere looking at contracts and doing that than anything else. I'm like, but this is the show. Yeah, this that's... Is, I, yeah, the I, way I imagine, like, why would you want to do the paperwork? Do right, do like, the fun part. It's going to be there, so, like, <laughs> this is the show. Prepare. This is your stage, mm-hmm. you know? Like, be the actor. Be exactly. the... Exactly. Be the fun person that gets yeah, so, up there so and my wins. Characters are, are my lawyer characters, the co-protagonists, are, are going to be more that kind of lawyer-like. Oh, yeah. They like being the center of attention and having a stage. And that's going to clash, right? That'll be, like, a good... Yeah, that, that's, that's a good, like, you know, two alpha personalities mm-hmm. trying to get through some crazy stuff together. It'll be cool. That'll be great. I'm really excited. When's it coming out? <laughs> so I'm shooting for, I'm shooting for mid-September. Mm-hmm. You know, the deadline, <laughs> I'm going to give myself, like, a hard date of September 15th-ish. So I have something to shoot for because in my mind, I'm always like, I said this, but mm-hmm. I didn't really mean it. But if I throw like a, a date out into the universe, yeah, I like to think like it actually means something. It's like working out. Like you say you're going to go to the gym, but yeah. <laughs> you don't. 
No, right. Because unless you tell somebody, you're like, dude. It's like, I'm nobody's then, here to hold me responsible. Exactly. Yeah. You need that. Like, I need that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, the total, like, oh, I'm going to put everything off. Procrastinator. Yeah. Yeah, so I need deadlines. Me too. That's, that's the one thing I need. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a little game for us to play. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound so scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. What, did, what was I saying again about the page? What was I saying? Okay, uh, it's called Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. And basically what it is, is one of us will start and say Once Upon a Time. And the other person will start the story with uh, a sentence. And we just go back and forth and say the sentences and see where it goes. So this is kind of like the... The improv storytelling book right we can write a really good book here i feel like this is how people collaborate and write books <laughs> yeah yeah okay so i'm gonna start i guess okay once upon a time okay there was a pink cadillac and a giant barbie that liked to drive it and this barbie Knew she was a doll, but wanted to be a real live girl. So she went to the store and bought a dog, and it chewed her foot off. But Barbie was more worried about the dog than her own foot, so she took it to the vet. And the vet looked at the dog and said, Well, it has plastic in it now, so you might want to get a new foot. Uh, Barbie asked the vet, so what are we going to do about the doctor? Let me worry about the foot later. And the... I mean, what, yeah, what are we going to do about the plastic? Let me worry about the foot later. And the doctor looked, the vet looked at Barbie and said, well, there's nothing you could do now. You just need to wait, but you might want to get that foot checked out because you're plastic. So Barbie decided to, uh... <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> to put the dog down because she felt bad had eaten her her plastic foot, and she was made out of a really um, poisonous plastic, so she wanted to spare the dog a horrible death. She was not so, biodegradable. No, no. And so after putting the dog down, she went to the Mattel factory. Mattel, yeah. And she met an American Girl doll, and it was a lot bigger than her, and they became best friends. (laughs) And the American Girl doll didn't judge her at all for not having a foot. And went and ripped a foot off another Barbie and gave it to her, because they were now best friends. (laughs) (laughs) So now, (laughs) Barbie was surprised at the brutality of the American Girl doll. Uh, but thanked her anyway for the foot, um, but decided to report her to the police. And the world blew up. <laughs> and I guess that's the end. Once upon okay. a time. I would have never written that story. <laughs> never. Never. I feel like we need, like, a macho story to balance that out now. That was plenty macho. Are you kidding me? She got her foot bitten off. <laughs> We need a nice story, because my my dog's sitting right here, and she's she's really sad that we put a dog down. (laughs) (laughs) 
we need we need something nice. It was the humane thing to do. It was. It was probably very unhappy with a foot in its stomach. I doubt that was comfortable. At all. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. That um, was a tangent. <laughs> Um, we have a giveaway for all our listeners. Right, right. Yes, so tell me about the giveaway. Yeah, so the uh, giveaway is for a uh, free signed copy of From Filth and Mud, um, signed by yours truly, of course. Um, Yeah, so this is open to anybody who's uh, read the book because it's a trivia question, Um, and... Um, in a second here, I'll give the, uh, the question and then you guys can answer back. Uh, the listeners can answer back on, um, Twitter, on my Twitter, which is J Manuel writes, uh, J M A N U E L W R I T E S. I'll put a link in the description for your your Twitter there. Yeah. I'll put the, uh, J Manuel writes on Twitter. Um and uh the hashtag which was again what hashtag was it? book talk giveaway book talk giveaway or you could also um send your answer to uh M's um Twitter account which is keystroke blog yeah, keystroke right? underscore blog keystroke underscore yeah, blog I don't remember Twitter. the underscore there <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah um so first one to be verified as having the correct answer wins and um, then I'll get in contact with whoever the winner is and send you uh, you know a message so you can send me your uh, mailing address so I can send the book so here we go the question is I'm not gonna give away yeah I'm not gonna give away exactly where in the book it is because I want your people reading it but uh, okay here's the question in the scene where Jacob is talking with Tim and Doug in, on the fantail of the ship, what otherworldly creatures are they discussing? Oh, I don't think I've gotten to that part yet. Not yet. Oh, man. So, so let me ask the question again. In the scene where Jacob is talking with Tim and Doug on the fantail of the ship, what otherworldly creatures are they discussing? I... And I have a hint for everybody... And you'll get it once you have gotten to that point of the book. But the hint is, dude. Dude. Oh, I love that dude. hint. Dude. That's the hint. That's dude. the best hint ever. Let's be real here. What hint is better than dude? Like. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. It's been amazing, really. Um. So if people want to find you online, where would they find you? So my website, uh, jmanuelwrites.com. That's jmanuelwrites.com, just like the Twitter handle. Um, That's the place where you can find uh, a lot of my writing. I do some short stories, like a horror series I call The Furies. And it's like little short story uh, horror stories. Um, I also have some, like, background stuff on some of the characters of From Filth and Mud there in the From Filth and Mud universe page. Um, also, I write a little jujitsu blog called On the Gentle Art, where it's kind of like a mix of jujitsu, which I love. I just started doing it two and a half years ago. 
and science and art. Oh, so it's cool. like I throw all these things together, like kind of like my perspective of what I'm learning in jujitsu. Um, so it's kind of a funny take on it too. It's not like super serious. You're not going to go there to try to figure out techniques for me. Cause, uh, believe me, I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time anyway. But, but I think it's like you know, if you know, if you practice jujitsu, you'll really love it because you'll understand. You'll be able to like be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Or if you don't, you might still get it because you'll, be you'll like, oh, get into funny. it. Like, you're gonna be going to yeah, that jujitsu exactly. gym, and you're gonna be like, "Sign me up! I want to do this now." Sign me up, <laughs> because I read his blog. Yes. Um, so that's my website. You can find me on Facebook at J Manuel Writes. Also, mm-hmm. so that's in Facebook. It's J. Period Manuel Writes mm-hmm. because they, you know, don't like one. You know, you gotta have two names or whatever. Oh, so yeah. whatever Facebook. Um, but if you go to my website, you'll be able to find my Facebook link, my Twitter link, um, Instagram. It's the same thing, J Manuel writes, and that's pretty much it. Um, for all you like super nerds out there, if you want Google Plus, whoever the nerds hell nerds are Google. in, okay, get Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, do I it. I set up an account, and I'm like, I don't even know what this does. I I, I, I don't think I've ever been on Google Plus. Dude, it sucks. But <laughs> hey. No, it doesn't. If you really love Google Plus, it's amazing. But yeah, I have that too. So all my posts from my uh, blogs and short stories appear there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find me. I don't think I've left anything. Um, I have a Pinterest account. I don't use. No one cares about. So <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll do my best to link. Um, to link, put your links in the description. So in cool. case anyone didn't catch that. Oh. See if I can get them in there. Yeah, and uh, most importantly, and I forgot this, is like you can get my book uh, from Filth and Mud on. It's available on Amazon as an ebook uh, for Kindle or for the Kindle app. Uh, you can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited if you're a subscriber to Kindle Unlimited, and I highly recommend that. That's like easy yeah. for you if guys. If you're like, not a Kindle Unlimited reader, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People don't like contracts. Um, but I think and... I think the most important part is fifty percent of all Jay's proceeds go to the St. Jude's Hospital or Children St. Jude's Children's Hospital uh, for their funding, and that's that's really great. That warms my heart. Right. I do that because it's like you know I kind of feel like I don't know. I feel like you know. I hate saying this, but it's like art, saying that it's art, because I don't consider myself an artist, but like, I feel like if you do something creative, um, you kind of have like a duty to give back, like I know it's like, well, you gave something creative, you made something creative, and so you're giving this like creation to somebody to enjoy, but I kind of feel like, you know, I kind of want to do something good with it too, and St. Jude, I was thinking about like, which charity should I give to, and really Mm -hmm. St. Jude struck me, because if you read from Filth and Mud, You'll know why, mm-hmm. you know, what what the deal is there. Um, and so it's a great charity. Like, they don't they don't have none of the parents of the kids who get picked to be in St. Jude have to pay a single penny mm-hmm. to um, take care, have their kids uh, treated for cancer and a bunch of other uh, uh, childhood diseases. Um, and so, yeah, so 50% of the proceeds go there. 
Um, right now, the donation is low because Amazon takes like 90 days to start, you know, picking up how much, you right. know, giving you your royalties back. And so I have it on my website on the homepage. Like you can see the total breakdown. So like for every, the book sells for $2.99 as an ebook. For that, I get $2 and $1 of that goes to St. Jude. Right now, I've donated $32 and there's at least another 30 coming this month because it's like a couple months in arrears. But from the print editions, I've sold 50 something copies. So that's gonna be more royalties. And Kindle Unlimited has come through huge, 334 downloads. Oh my gosh, that's and great! Kindle Unlimited, and, and like that just happened, like literally over the last couple of weeks. So like, as I'm starting to get like the book out there and mm -hmm. publicity for it, so I'm hoping that more readers, you know, hey, enjoy a book for two two ninety nine, <laughs> or get the print edition for twelve ninety nine. Um, Create Space is the publisher. So mm -hmm. you can go to createspace.com and, you know, search for the book from Filth and Mud. Um, yeah, so just know you'll get a cool story. Hopefully you think it's cool. And if not, at least half of your money went to uh, Don't downplay fun. it. It's a great story. Go buy it. I'm holding this go against you if you don't. <laughs> go buy it. It's Help cool. the children. Yeah. There's a, there's a greater good here. <laughs> Save the children. Save them. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. So that's where you guys can find me and the book. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Cool, cool. Oh, and I just wanted to um, say like one quick thing about like where I hope this leads me, mm -hmm. um, like for a writing career and future is just kind of like, I want like the relationship to the, with the reader to be more like a reader to just come in and be like, wow, you know, I'm really interested in this guy's stories, like, you know, and I want to get there. So, you know, I realized this is my first go around mm -hmm. and, you know, like everything's progress. So the more feedback, the more reviews the books get, the more I think it'll help not only my creative process, but like the writing process, which is pretty difficult to like. <laughs> take the awesome idea that you thought you had and then like winnow it down to something that you guys, the readers, the fans will hopefully enjoy. Right. Well, so definitely, I enjoy I, it. I keep an open channel. <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm there. I am there. <laughs> cool. So. All right. Yeah. Bye. Well, thanks for having me. Hopefully You're this welcome. won't be the last time. Of course not. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.